yes, they're doing worse than we are. That's for sure. But they're not doing a lot worse. And they're flattening the curve. Wednesday, May 6th. Everyone's worried about going to their cottage. Every Everybody, everybody <laughs> with a cottage. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't have cottages. I was just saying, we, I was just saying how I was on a call yesterday. I think I was the only person who didn't own a cottage, I think. And everyone was of the opinion that obviously people that live in an urban area, that going to the cottage was a really big deal and that cot- people in cottage country weren't going to stop them by turning off their water and so on. But I mean, that's probably true. I don't, I don't know people should have a right to go go to their properties. I think that's true. But it also demonstrated to me how there's like two, there's there's people who didn't have to be on the front lines and then there's people who are on the front lines of this. And there's Mm -hmm. very different concerns on their minds. That's that's all it feels like. It's highlighted it for me. Yeah. I think a few ways about this issue. One... I mean, one way is like, obviously we have to put a lot of effort into keeping cases down and continuing to flatten the curve and caring a lot about the lives on the front lines. That's super important. Also, we are going to be in this for the long haul, (laughs) I think is becoming clearer and clearer. There is no magic vaccine coming to save us. There is no magic treatment coming to save us. Mm-hmm. We cannot afford to just let her rip and get herd immunity. Like we need to find a sustainable way to live with this. Mm-hmm. And I think more and more people are talking about and the evidence is showing that outside Mm -hmm. outdoors is a pretty safe place and so allowing people to focus on Mm -hmm. getting out of the house by going outside i i think is a big priority that we should be focusing on to Mm -hmm. let people get some of that like mental health <laughs> stuff back and mm-hmm. not feel like they have to be trapped in their mm-hmm. apartments and their houses. But cottages, cottages, that's travel. That's unnecessary travel. Mm-hmm. You're taking, especially when you're talking about Toronto to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Toronto has the most covid cases the entire province Mm -hmm. so no matter where you go you are presenting a higher risk to wherever you are going Mm -hmm. in the province Mm -hmm. for what (laughs) like i mean to have fun at your cottage but you are you really gonna take that risk every weekend like that just i think some people I think but I think the point is once the risk is low, once the number of cases in Toronto in GTA goes down. It's not going down. It's staying the same. The risk is staying the same? Yes. 
It's staying the same. Our, our, oh, we were going to talk about our knots at the top of the podcast. Uh, sure. Let me just look that up. But the risk m- with the number of active cases going down, the risk in my mind is going down. The number of active cases going down. Where I don't, they don't have active cases on this dashboard. Total cases, total deaths, new cases, new deaths. I mean, the number of new cases on a daily basis. I'm not sure we're there yet, but the same. Yeah, I'm not sure we're there yet. I'm just saying, eventually, like by May long weekend, if we. I when when is May long weekend this year? Is it? It's in like two weeks. It's in two weeks. But two weeks is a long time. Like, okay, I don't listen. No, that's not going to happen. So, <clears throat> right now, we have 412 new cases reported in Ontario today. Mm-hmm. We could do this by Toronto too, I guess, but um, 412 new cases in Ontario. The R not in Ontario is 0.92, mm-hmm. which is just ever so slightly less than one. Mm-hmm. So m- that for those 412 new cases today produced darn near close to 412 new cases. No, but isn't what that is actually saying that that's what happened two weeks ago? Yes. So two weeks ago, we were at an R not of point, like let's call it one. And so for every case, there was 400 cases created. Yes. In two weeks from now, you know, that number could be 0.8.7. In the last two weeks, we have done nothing to change our behavior. We have not tightened down in any way. We have not done anything that would suggest to me that that 0.92 should have gotten lower. And on Monday, we start opening things up. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I see the risk. Uh, well, okay. The other piece of this that is, I wish someone would extract for me. The there's a large number of this is happening in like ha- like half of it is in long term care. Is that yes. so? If you like, so I think that we can. Would you agree that we can say if something's happening in long term care? I mean, obviously, there's the workers that work have to go into long-term care. but Yeah, it doesn't present a risk in the community. It's it's. L- I mean, there is to some degree because anyone who, you know, is taking TTC to get to the long-term care facility, they mm-hmm. could pass it on to somebody else in the city, like, mm-hmm. certainly at a secondary level. But it's not – those the, the core of it is not in the community. Mm-hmm. So it, if you subtracted that ha- half of it, mm-hmm. what does that number drop to? Well, I think it would drop substantially. So total long-term care. Okay. So total, these aren't active cases. So that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Down. How did the total number of cases go down? Why does that say down? I don't know. Well, now I'm just confused. But there's somewhere around four. Active cases? How can active cases go down? Making no, more it peop- doesn't say active. It says it's total. It's total. Oh, I see. How can totals go know. down? Oh, you know what? I remember somebody saying that. The totals can't go down. Somebody reported. I remember this now. Um, 
Antronis Star reported that they were still really confused about the long-term care case numbers and that the nobody knows the answer to what you're just to what you're asking. Right. Like how can you tell how many cases are in long-term care homes and how many cases are in the community? Mm-hmm. We don't know the answer. Like no. somehow the data cannot be parsed. And then mm-hmm. he goes and somehow the total long-term care numbers were negative today or something. <laughs> and I don't even want to touch that. <laughs> so maybe that's what we're seeing here. I don't know how your total cases can go down. Unless something was like reclassified, maybe. Or that someone figured out they double counted something yeah, the day before. Yeah, I don't know. So both cases and total cases and total deaths went down by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, but long-term care, so long-term care makes up almost half of the deaths, but not a huge proportion of the cases. Hmm. Right. So So it may not be that percentage. Okay. Yeah. um, I guess it makes up, it might make up half of the of the actual tested cases like like uh test result positive cases because they are doing more testing in yeah. long-term care so it might but that's a skewed i see what you're saying it's, it's like skewed. a skewed sample like in reality the number of people in yeah we we have no idea actually how many people have it mm-hmm. are walking no. around right now no, no. Fair, um fair enough, yeah but the point is is like right now we're at the plateau of our cases of our first wave mm-hmm. and the risk of getting COVID-19 in the community now is I think it's fair to say it's the highest that it's ever been mm-hmm. sure and it's been that way for a while we've just gotten used to it mm-hmm. and it's gonna stay that way for a while and I think people I think we're like growing accustomed to it, right? Like, I mean, and we're hearing good news. I think there's been we're hearing good superficially. News. You hear it's good news. We're flattening the curve, but yes. but that's not enough. I think is what you're saying. It's well, we have to keep it flat. Yeah. Like if you look, so I was reading about what's happening in Montreal, mm-hmm. and like their hospitals are filling up mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I guess they have a system. I was there's a reporter for the Montreal Gazette that I follow on Twitter and he was reporting that in Montreal they have a system where if a covid patient comes into a hospital that's not a designated covid hospital they call into some number and see like where should we send this covid patient and they you know go to a covid hospital so <laughs> they call and for this covid patient there were no they in Montreal. They were told to go to like Trois Rivières. Really? <laughs> it's like, what? Or Sherbrooke? Like, like they're getting full. I don't know what actually happened to that patient. Mm-hmm. They're using a field hospital. Like mm-hmm. they're they're full now. Mm-hmm. In Montreal, mm-hmm. it's not like you flatten the curve, and then you're like, yay, we did it. It's like you flatten the curve, and then you gotta keep it flat. And I think Hmm. what I, and this will lead me into Sweden talk too. Mm -hmm. I think we have a lot of room to open up 
to open up our society mm-hmm. and do more things and be less locked down while still keeping the curve flat mm-hmm. if we're smart and careful about it. Mm-hmm. And nothing about going to a cottage to me at this point, especially in May, yeah, seems smart or careful. It's like you're just, you're traveling. You're doing unnecessary travel. And I see that you can say, oh, I own this property, but I mean, people own property in Florida too. Like, you're not, yeah. You're just going to go to, like, I think Florida every once a month and come back. Like, you just, it's. I see what you're saying. I just think it's most of us could rationalize it to say, if you're getting, if you do your groceries here and you're going for a long weekend. You pack up your car and you drive to the cottage. You might stop for gas, right? Like that's literally the only thing you might have to stop Fill up a gas tank. (laughs) Fill up a canister of gas in Toronto. Yeah. (laughs) Put it in your trunk. Can you do that? Is it safe to drive with a full canister uh, of gas in Toronto? I think people do do that. I'm not sure what the law is on that. But, But in any case, you could, like, I think you could rationalize it to being really not much more risk if it's your own pro- if it, if you're you know if it's your current household let's say you have like a four person household and you mm-hmm. take your four person household to the cottage you don't like i think meet like with if other people you there. are that isolated about it mm-hmm. i think it's probably okay the risk comes with if people get sick while they're there yeah. And people get sick quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And it still has. But if you, I think if people are going to their cottage like that, they have to do that. Like they need to not be yeah. going to grocery stores and not be going to yeah. coffee shops. And I think, not be and I think people will do like, I think they'll get stares from the locals. Like all right. Re- like the call I was on yesterday, someone was saying how the person, I guess they have someone who opens up their cottage for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, p- so they had called and like, they were trying to plan to the long weekend. And like that person was like, Oh, I hope you don't bring any of your thing up mm-hmm. here. And so, like yeah. the, the local, like there's a very yeah, the locals don't want the city people no. at all. And you will. F- and so people from GTA will feel that if you try to go to a grocery store, right? Like yeah. I think there's, there's going to be a heightened awareness of all of this. It's not, I think I think you know, I think that will happen. Yeah, I don't know. And I think it's I think it's not that that I mean obviously better not to, but I don't think it's that bad. Definitely a, a class issue. Mm, yeah. yeah. I think they had this problem in New York too. Did they? They were asking New Yorkers not to Where did they go, go to to the like the cat scales. The Hamptons? Is that is that a the Hamptons maybe? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just So that that does lead me to Sweden cuz as we know, mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed with Sweden and what they're doing and not doing and how it's going. Mm-hmm. And since we last spoke, I looked at some more graphs and I think Sweden and Ontario are wildly comparable. Mm-hmm. Is that Sweden and Ontario? Yeah. Oh, you got it on the same graph. I did. Nice. So what is this? This is cases. That's amazing. 
It's amazingly so similar. Sweden Which has a few hundred more cases than we do. Oh, their man. population is 10 million. Ours is 15 million. But they're more... Sweden, I believe, is smaller geographically than Ontario. Hmm. Although... We should look that up. I don't know. But just from the map in my head... That seems true. Ontario is huge. Ontario is huge, but population. But our population is in a very small area. Anyways, yeah, whatever. Like you, you integrate it. If you did the integral, it's a roughly I don't know similar. That's fascinating. Population, and our curves are like the same shape, and they have a few more cases than us. They also have a terrible long-term care outbreak. Mm-hmm. Ours is a bit worse than theirs, mm-hmm. but not by a lot. For the same reasons. And um, so it is worse. They have less people. I mean, this again, though, is counted cases that are counted. So we don't actually. What about deaths? Do we have death numbers from them? Oh, actually, this is deaths. That is deaths. Yeah, oh, OK. This is death. So Sorry. they have 10 million. We have 15 million. And they have like based on that graph, it looks like maybe 10 percent more, maybe 5 percent more deaths. Well, they have, okay, so this graph is looking at comparing growth after 100 deaths reached. So Sweden is further past it than we are. So they're at 2,769 deaths according to this graph. And we're at 1,446 graphs. But we are like 10 days behind them. So that's like 600. No, more like 800. 800. Deaths. Different. 1,300, so you said? No, 13,000, sorry. To or for or what, are, what number are you trying to remember? What percentage are they more right now? Oh. <laughs> like um, 10%, 5%? It, looked more no. li- it looks like. No, no, no. It's no. bigger than that. Oh. Um, so we have. You're making me do math on that. I can't rough. see the numbers. Just very rough. Right? I don't know. Eight. 100 more out of this is going to be really rough uh-huh. 5% no 50% 50% more is that is that a log graph is that why I can't do yeah. this math oh, okay yeah. okay I see so but they're 10 days ahead of us hmm. and we are like on an uptick here for some reason right 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 so in 10 days, we compare that. If you compare it at the same place, mm-hmm. then they had like five. Well, I was comparing at the same place. Yeah, close anyways. Okay, I think we get it. So you're saying we might, we're they're doing a little worse, but but that's, yeah. that's magnified. You, you could consider that's a, that's even worse if you consider they have two-thirds of the people we do if you're going per capita i still question whether per capita is the way to look at this but yes they're doing worse than we are Mm -hmm. that's for sure but they're not doing a lot worse and they're flattening the curve and their society is open in such a way that it's sustainable yeah no i see that their kids schools are open and people can get their haircuts and go to the bank and meet friends and whatever. And so I um, was listening. Okay. So there's a good p- 
podcast I was listening to today. Mm-hmm. It's by Vox. It's called Today Explained. And they did an episode on Sweden. And mm-hmm. can I just tell you how I could not click <laughs> on that fast <laughs> enough. And they interviewed a reporter in Sweden who mm-hmm. lives there and is reporting on it. Mm-hmm. And so she was describing what it's like there mm-hmm. and how it really, the, the concentration of people really depends where you look. Mm-hmm. So maybe one shopping center you see, it seems quite busy. Then another one is quite empty. She went to the zoo. There's nobody there. Yeah. Right. She takes yeah. like she went on a bus or something that's usually packed. There's like nine people on the bus. Like they're definitely slowing down. Mm. And one thing she mentioned that I've heard talked about before is the that Sweden is a high trust country. Mm-hmm. So they trust their government. The government trusts them. The example she used was that um, Sweden has a very high compliance with um, childhood vaccinations Mm -hmm. and there is no law requiring anybody to get their vaccinations. They just ask and people comply. Um, So a lot of the social distancing that they're doing there's no enforcement of it there's no tickets it's just like please do this Mm -hmm. so i look at sweden as like hope that you can open up society without having your hospitals be totally overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and having to having to go back down lockdown but then I think, well, do we have that same kind of compliance here? If you allow people to go to a restaurant or to meet their friends, will they maintain distance? Mm -hmm. Will they wear a mask? Will they take care in their day-to-day lives to try to not infect others and try to not be infected, which I feel like they must be doing in Sweden Mm -hmm. or else it would be out of control. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the what, what this graph says to me, which is, like, I think it's worth it to have the lockdown, at least at the start. Yes. I mean, that's what... Oh, I think the risk they took at the beginning by not locking down before the they understood yeah, yeah, the yeah. extent of everything. They have travelers coming back from the Italian Alps, and they just let... I think that was a crazy risk but even so like even in high like w- you know the next countries that like let's say there's another country that is the size of ontario or sweden mm-hmm. and they're trying to think you know it's gonna it's like an african country or something where this is just starting what should they do and like i think locking down like you can cut the number of deaths in half is what i think this graph shows right by doing it's not in half. Yeah. Okay. Whatever number. They have 50% more deaths than we have, but when you go the other way, it doesn't Right. Work. Okay. Sure. It's how percentages work. What, uh, whatever that number is. Um. Yes. No, we have less deaths than them for sure. But again, this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. You can't like, I worry I I think Sweden, with their approach, has a much lower chance. And let me just preface this by saying I am not an expert in any way, shape, or form. This is Mm -hmm. my uninformed opinion Mm -hmm. that 
I think they have a much lower chance of of a much lower chance of having a a bad second wave of the disease. That's interesting. Good prediction. Like I think because they're just going to be able to maintain where they are. Because they can maintain they don't really they're not under a lot of pressure to open things up. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because things are open. Mm-hmm. Not that they're not hurting, like they're not in a bubble. They they have economic troubles too, but mm-hmm. people can there's daycare. The daycares are open. Like the mm-hmm. parents are not <laughs> yeah, suffering. Mm-hmm. People aren't banging on doors to get their hair cut like I don't know why that's such a huge <laughs> thing, but are haircuts becoming a thing? Like, are people that's getting like stressed the about the on all these lockdown protests? Everybody always takes a picture of the person with a sign that says "I want a haircut." <laughs> Ridiculous! <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. So, anyways, but the, like Sweden doesn't have those people. Yeah. Just go get your haircut. Yeah. Um. So I just. I just feel like they're, it's worse now because they're not locked down. The more locked down you go, obviously, the less spread you're going to have. But we can't stay locked down forever. There's a maximum yeah. amount of time that you can force people to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And we're not even <laughs> anywhere near the lockdowns that mm-hmm. Europe was seeing. Like, we're like... yeah. We're in Italy's open stage and Spain's open stage. Like we are the open mm-hmm. compared to them. Yeah. Anyway, so I just fear that when we start to open up, yeah. that people are not going to continue to social distance as much as they can. And that will be at higher risk of, yeah, uh, of second a wave. second wave. Mm-hmm. So I really think it's way too early to say whether Sweden's approach is better or worse, even though they have 50% more deaths than us right now. But this is like a long game. Yep. It's a long, the infinite, infinite game. Infinite even. Yeah. The infinite game. Good point. Good point. So that's how I. Yeah. I think about that I mean the other the way I also was looking at that graph is as you like if we loosen off to the level that Sweden is like would we just kind of and then meet their line eventually right like right yeah and if that's the case that's still not that bad Mm -hmm. like if if we were able to prevent some deaths early and now that we know what's going on we just sort of like come up to where they are and follow their line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We've got to find a sustainable way to be. What does that mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Monday things start opening up. Oh yeah. And the other thing on Saturday. the list. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. In time for Mother's Day. There's nowhere we're going. <laughs> um, Tory, John Tory announced um, an active TO plan where they're going to mm. accelerate the bike lane project and work on having X number of kilometers of 
quiet streets that I assume are going to be like for pedestrians and finally Brilliant. open up space after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> of people bitching in newspaper columns mm-hmm. and on Twitter. Finally, something's happening. Mm-hmm. After every other city in the world has done it first, yeah. here we come. Yeah. Um, and the other thing on my list was actually from yesterday, but we didn't get to podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Apparently Ford criticized the Ontario public health units, like the individual public health units mm-hmm. um, f- for like, he basically blamed them for the testing issues mm-hmm. and said like, like some public health units <coughs> are not like pulling their weight and you know who you are kind of like as in like they're not get they're not testing like they're not sending in the tests that need I to don't be know done. but what I do know mm-hmm. is that anyone in the know on Twitter who I follow and trust thought that was a despicable comment mm-hmm. to throw it <laughs> there's a spider coming down to your head oh my god <laughs> what a little guy <laughs> We're like inundated with spiders these days. <laughs> um, but um, I got, I'm so distracted now from this spider. Anyone, yeah, anyone, the David Fistmans of the world who I follow on Twitter just thought that that was really a really gross thing to do. The details of which, of how testing works in public health units, I. I cannot share. Yeah. I do not know. Okay. But it just seemed like a pass the buck kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the old adage too. Like when you're the leader, you need to take responsibility. Yeah. Well, definitely. Provincial wide things go wrong. Like that's right. That w- and that was pretty poor. And for like, I think there's plenty that whether this is who, whose fault now, truly it is, it's hard to say, but w- there's plenty that, the Ford government has to, like, should be taking responsibility for earlier mm. on in this whole thing, for sure. Yeah. The further we get in, at the beginning, I think we were very pleased with the government taking quick action to lock down in the face of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. That was very wise. I'm very grateful for that, mm-hmm. for those decisions. Mm-hmm. As we go into, like, the long game i'm much less confident in our leadership i test trace isolate are key components of living with this thing and we do not even have the test part in place yet let alone trace and isolate (sighs) every student that wants a summer job should be hired as a tracer a contact tracer really like why not just pay them to call people yeah i mean it's a big deal and i just don't see i just don't see a lot of like everybody's just fighting fires and trying to deal with like what is happening today Mm -hmm. i just feel like nobody's actually i don't know who's figuring out how we're gonna get through this they're not really saying i guess they have their very vague plan they released a while ago Mm -hmm. but anyways yeah 
what I'm saying is that the era of singing Ford's praises is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Hopefully not too quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. Do we joke. cover? Oh, no jokes. Oh, are we, we done? Do we cover everything? I can't. I don't know. Everything don't on my list. Uh, oh, I remembered a joke. Yes. Um, it's the how I met your mother joke. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it said, so how I met your mother was a whole, the whole concept of the show was it was his dad telling his teenage kids how he met his mother. And the show lasted for seven seasons. So we assumed that they were sitting on the couch for mm-hmm. a very long time. And so someone <laughs> said, now we know <laughs> why they were telling that story because it was 2020 and they were all on lockdown. Which that I thought was hilarious. That is good connection. Wonder why there was no mention of it in Back to the Future. <laughs> I saw a meme about that. Did they? It was um. Everyone should wear masks. Doc telling Marty, "Whatever you do, don't go to the year 2020." All right, bedtime. Good night. Good night.